Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I welcome you to our Monday morning prayer call. Um, All of our uh, guest pastors, all of our uh, saints of God, the family of New Destiny, uh, the clergy, whomever you are, I just want to say welcome. We welcome you. And this is when we welcome the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, asking them to bless our time together as we give them the first fruits of this day. May this day, which the Lord has given to us, align with heaven to see the will of the Father done on this earth as it is in heaven. Let the church arise. Let it arise in strength and power. Let the church know the hour and the times in which we are living. And may the church's voice be heard above all the chaos and the deception that is running rampant through our cities and throughout our streets, through the halls of government, through the halls of higher education, all the way to the elementary level. Bless our children this day, Father, we pray. If the church is to survive and to be that beacon of light set on a hill, it must live in the fullness of faith. It must corporately and personally develop a word-centered life focused upon the word of the Lord. My name is Heather Dawson. I'm going to be facilitating this morning. I have with me Sister Tracy George. She's going to be praying for the uh, prayer requests. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, Mother. Man, that prayer was like, woo, on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, this is the hour of power, so we're going to just hit it with power this morning. It is so good to hear your voice also, honey. And I also have with me Bishop this morning, coming with our morning's devotion. So, Bishop, how are you and Pastor Adrian this morning? Pastor Adrian and myself are doing wonderful. Good morning to you. Good morning to Tracy. Uh, it, it's a great day. Like you said, the hour of power. So we're going <laughs> to get on. I'm ready. Okay, amen. I just want to say before you come, Bishop, that you said something in yesterday's uh, message in service that is very uh, thought-provoking. It says, you said my life or our lives are supposed to be attractive. I want us to think about that. Are people drawn to you or not? See, we are to be the fragrance of Christ the aroma of love and kindness left behind where we have been. I have a daughter that always says to me, I know when my children have been with grandma because their hair always smells like grandma. Grandma's been kissing on them. Grandma has been loving on them. And I can always know when grandma has been with my boys. So that's what I say to you this morning. Do you leave a fragrance, an aroma of love and kindness behind you wherever you have been? 
I pray that you do. So, Bishop, come and further bring us further insight into developing a word-centered life. It is all yours, Bishop. Thank you so much, Elder. Wonderful, <clears throat> excuse me, wonderful introduction this morning. As uh, Tracy George said, the prayer was powerful. And also, uh, you reminded me what I said yesterday, and that's very interesting because, you know, that was one of the things that uh, I thought about when I woke up this morning was uh, the fact that, like, uh, the the fertilizer that activates the grass and causes it to be uh, grow faster, fuller, and much greener, the word... Um, once it's sown into our hearts, faith activates our lives. It activates that word that is sown into our lives. Or it activate, let me say it this way. It activates that seed of the word that is sown into our lives to cause things to manifest faster, uh, better, and also cause our life to be much more attractive like the grass is green. You know, you're always attractive to nice, full green grass. I mean, you 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 go on a block in the one house that their their yard has been unkept. Then you 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 go to another uh, neighbor's house and that yard has been kept and manicured. It is so attractive, especially if they have flowers and nice landscape and different things like that. And so, what is it? It's a picture of order. Would the life have been organized, or the 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 area, if we will? have been organized for the believer, it's our life. The fact that our lives have been organized, and, and that's the key because the word should bring you to a place of order and then bring you um, eventually to a place of maturity where your life is structured, your life is organized, your life becomes uh, so attractive. And, and that's really what it means to be blessed. People should be attracted to the blessing that's upon your life. Uh, just as simple as that. The scripture says that, that we should be a sweet-smelling Savior in his nostrils. You know, so all of those things are very important as we really focus on living a word-centered life, the word becoming uh, the number one priority, the final authority in every area of our life. And so in the psalm it pens, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible this morning, Blessed, happy, fortunate, and prosperous, and enviable. Listen to that. Blessed, when you're blessed, you're going to be happy, fortunate, prosperous, but let's not be fooled. You're going to be enviable is the man who walks, who who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the markers gather. It goes on to say in verse 2, but his delight and desires are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies how often? By day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted, and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves also shall not fade or wither, 
and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. There's that word again I used earlier, maturity. Everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. So, you know, just as simple as this, you are marked, and you heard me say this, and I'll continue to say it, and we need to understand this, that we are marked with the blessing. We're marked by God. And so it becomes your responsibility to really protect the investment that heaven has made in your life. See, that word, which is an uncorruptible seed, let's get that understood. There's nothing wrong with the word. Nothing wrong with the seed of the word. But a lot of times there's something wrong with the soil or the heart. And so this boils down to a matter of the heart, if you want your life to begin to flourish and you want the blessing, <clears throat> excuse me, to begin to manifest itself in your life, then you're going to have to make sure your heart is right. Because, see, the heart is likened unto soil. And no one goes and, and plants seeds in, um, in, in a, a, a landfill. You know, that's where they dump trash at. You know, you don't go to the garbage dump to plant seed and expect for that seed to begin to grow and you to have a harvest. No. What happens is long before the seed is sown, the 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 the, the dirt has to be prepared or the land has to be prepared where that particular seed is going to be sown. Why is that important? So that you can reap a much richer and a better harvest or a much richer and a better fruit. Now, the same goes for our lives. And so it's important, I use um, the scripture from James, it's important you get filthiness out of your heart. Because filthiness tries to come into your heart in all kinds of shapes, forms, and fashion. You know, that's one of the things I talked about, about swearing. You know, because that little subtle thing, you know, some people, oh, it ain't going to hurt nothing and this and that. And well, that can mess up the heart. And if it mess up the heart, then it's going to mess up the, the potential and the power, the power and the potential of the seed of the word that is sown in your life. And so that's why it's important that we begin to delight ourselves in the Lord, because when you delight in the word of the law, word of the Lord, you will not have to seek advice from ungodly resources or ungodly sources. That's important. We don't do that. All right. When, when when you delight in the Lord, you're too busy seeking the kingdom of God to be listening to advice from ungodly people. Now, you know, it it, it, it happens sometimes because the enemy is constantly at war with the believer, and sometimes we just make mistakes. We didn't intend to do it, but we just made a mistake. And that's why, you know, I, I thank God because God is a God of forgiveness. But when you start understanding about living a word-centered life, and I want to give that definition again. I gave this weeks ago, but I think it's worth giving again. See, we got to understand that everything we need to live a life of purpose and victory, because, I mean, everybody should want to live a life of purpose and be victorious in their living. But we got to understand that everything we need to live a life of purpose and victory is found in the Word of God. And so if you want to live a word-centered life and prosper as the righteous, 
prosper as a child of God, the Word of God must become your final authority in every area of your life. Now, living a Word-centered life, what does that really mean? It just simply means, I said it yesterday um, at the end of the service, uh, it, it's a life that is balanced on account of being deeply rooted and grounded in the Word. A life that's balanced, let me add also something if you're taking notes. A life that is balanced and a life that reaches maturity on account of being deeply rooted and grounded in the Word. A life that is attractive. Now people are attracted. The Bible says we're the salt of the earth. And we can't lose our saltness. Because the Bible says if we lose our saltness, then we're good for nothing but to be trodden under the foot of men. The Word of God, it centers us. It centers us. Putting us in the center of God's will for our lives. And so it's through the Word we find balance in life. It's through the Word of God. Now, watch it. It's through the Word of God we find purpose in life. Some of us never discovered our purpose until we found God. I didn't know that, you know, I didn't like speaking in, in, in school. The teacher would call on me in school. I didn't like speaking. I didn't like to read uh, publicly in school and all those different types of things because I was just so afraid I would mess up something, and I just didn't like being embarrassed, you know. As a kid, you know you know how you do stuff in the grocery store and your mama gets you because I, I was raised in that generation you know, I'm a 60s baby, and, and I was raising that generation, man, you do something in the store, mama going to get you. And I would tell my mama, just look, you can get me all you want in the car, just don't embarrass me in the store. Well, I done embarrassed her. Now, I don't want to be embarrassed, you know, that's just crazy thinking. But that's just how I was. And so, uh, like I said earlier, I didn't want to say anything in classes, let me do my work. I, I, now, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. On the football field and all the sports I played, I, hey, I could do that stuff in front of people with no problem. But it come to opening my mouth and saying something, no way. I didn't want to do that. And so it was through finding God that I discovered my calling, my gifting. And that's why I know it's God and not me. I love the scripture that says, he who finds God finds life. And obtain the favor of the Lord. I'm talking about finding your. I'm talking about balance, finding purpose, discovering purpose, discovering your why. Let me say it that way: discovering your why. And everyone on this line this morning, you got to have a desire to want to discover your why. Why am I here, God? Why did you put me on the face of the planet? All right. And so it's through the Word of God, spending time with God balancing our lives, we begin to discover that. See, the Word of God helps us balance. Um, it helps us uh, find balance in our thinking because that's the first place you need to find balance is in the way you think, how you think about yourself. You know, Paul says a man shouldn't think more highly than he ought, but you also shouldn't think lower either. And so there's have to be, there has to be balance. Then he tells us to think soberly. There has to be balance in, in your thinking. When you find balance in your thinking, it's going to help you find balance in your belief system. All right? It's going to help you.
you find balance in your belief system. We need to understand what we believe and never let anyone talk us out of it. That's key. It helps you find balance in your decision-making and also balance in your perspectives in life. See, I like to align my perspective with Christ's perspective. In other words, I align my decision-making, I align, align my thinking, all those things with the Word of God. Because the Word of God is true. I believe that with all my heart. And so if I'm practicing the Word in any given situation, any given circumstances that, that, that we face, you practice the Word, you're going to end up in truth. Just sometimes we don't, and that's why we fail in life. And that's why it's so important, this message that God is teaching us right now, that we begin to live this word-centered life. Because listen to this. In order to live a word-centered life, we have to make a decision to delight ourselves in the word of the Lord. That means you find joy in the message of the kingdom. Because that's what a lot of people are missing. They're missing joy. They have no joy in their life. I was talking to a fellow last night, Demo Prem. I said this. I was talking to a pastor. I talked to pastors all around the country. I was talking to a pastor last night, and he said that uh, we were talking about our children, and he said, you know, that particular generation, uh, they they grew up in church, and he said he was talking to his daughter. And his daughter said to him, he, he was questioning her about her salvation. And he, she said, well, Daddy, we wanted to please you all. So that's why we, we, we kind of just went along with, you know, church and all that stuff and youth group because we wanted to please y'all. We didn't want to let y'all down. She said, but after that, you know, we just went about doing our own thing and, you know, everybody just, you know, discovering whatever they whatever they're called to do and not really living successful lives as far as Christianity. He said it's it's like they're they're always in pursuit of something yet never finding. And he says, but there's something missing in their life. And here's what I said. I said, here's what's missing in their life. I said they're missing joy. He said, Bishop, that's it. They have no joy in life. And so that's what the message of the kingdom does. It helps you find joy that ultimately leads to living a life of peace. Because if they don't have any joy, they don't have any peace because they're always in the pursuit of something, never discovering what life is really about. And so that's why we have to really uh, make, make a decision that intentionally I'm going to live in the center of God's will for my life. I'm going to live a word-centered life. I'm going to allow the word to become the balance that I need in life, and I'm going to make sure, let me, let me just say this, and then I'm, 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 I'm going to pray and I'm going to be done for right now. And we got to make sure those ingredients are found in our foundation on yesterday. Those, 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 those four 
functions that faith requires because that's where a lot of people are missing it. They're missing those steps. Those steps are so vitally important to getting things to manifest themselves in your life. Number one, you've got to receive. You have to believe. You have to declare it or speak it. And then number three, you have to act upon I mean, number four, you have to act upon it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. This is a great day already. It is the day that you have made in it. We shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, it is written in your word. You will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. I thank you for every person that is on this line. And from this moment forward, Father, we will live a word-centered life. Everything that has been spoke about and declared this morning, it is becoming a part of who we are. Father, help us and lead us and guide us into all truth by your Holy Spirit. Help us discover our why so that we will live a life of purpose, a life that leads to joy and ultimately that leads to peace, which is wholeness in every single area of our life. I declare it and I decree it, and it cannot be otherwise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I do like that question. Why? Why am I here? I have asked the Lord that many times. Many times have I said that to the Lord. Why, Lord? Why am I here? So let's go to Sister Tracy at this time. Tracy, can you come and pray over the request, share them with us, and we'll come in agreement with you? Yes, we have four prayer requests. The first one is by from Paul Walker is requesting prayer for his family to be debt-free and to be in good health. So, Father God, we call on you, Jehovah Jireh, for Paul Walker's family. We stand in agreement for Paul. You said that you are Jehovah Jireh, his provider. And you said in Genesis 22, 13, and 14 that you are the God that will provide because you are a caring father for those who are in right standing with you. And there is nothing that Paul needs to worry about. You will provide and give them provision in Jesus' name. Father, Paul Walker's family is asking you to intervene on their behalf for everything in their lives. For you are the source of everything in their lives. Psalms 23 and 1 says you are their shepherd, and they have everything that they need. So we pray for the Walker family to lean not onto their own understanding, but to trust in the Lord. For with God, all things are possible. And we pray, Father, for the Walker family. We'll seek you, seek the word on both their finances, their health protocol, for victory, total victory in their lives, Father. We pray for the favor of God to surround the Walker family like a shield. For with God, nothing is impossible. And we stand in agreement for debt cancellation and total health for the Walker family in Jesus' name. Our second prayer is um, request is from Darlene Wilson Stansberry. Is requesting prayer that God will will work out things in her marriage. Darlene is requesting prayer for a bigger house. She is praying for everything to work out financially, spiritually, and for health. For with God, we know nothing is impossible. So we stand against the spirit of division and release the spirit of unity and love in the Sansbury's family's life. 
We pray for the peace of God to rule their hearts, mind, and soul in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that this family will seek the word of God on the area of their finances spiritually and also health protocol for their lives as a couple. And we pray healing in this family in Jesus' name. We pray this family will seek the word of God, the word of God on all of their affairs. We ask you to highlight the pages of, in the word of God for both the Walker and the Sansbury family and give wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word in the areas of finance, spiritually, and health in Jesus' name. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to intervene and show yourself strong in their lives. Surround them with love and favor. Surround them with favor as like a shield in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over the walk in Sansbury family's life in the mighty name of Jesus. According to Joshua 1 and 8, if they were to meditate on the word day and night, they may be careful to do according to all that is written in the word, For when they have, and then they will prosper and be in good success. So therefore, Father, we come into agreement that both the walk and the Sansbury family will come into agreement and begin to seek you through meditating on the word, and they will have good success in Jesus' name. The third prayer request is um, by Darlene Wilson Sansbury. She is uh, requesting prayer for salvation for her uh, niece, Alicia, and um, prayer for Alicia's daughter. We pray, Father, that you will send laborers across Alicia's path, Father. We pray that Alicia will come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, be saved for real in Jesus' name. We pray she will begin to trust in you that you are the only wise God, the Lord God, her Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for increase in favor in the life of Alicia and her daughter, Leilani. We stand in agreement with Darlene for her family members, her family member Alicia and Leilani to be saved and to be set free in the name of Jesus. We pray for Darlene's strength and encouragement this day in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray healing and restoration to Alicia and Alani in the name of Jesus. Now we have the fourth prayer request by LaTanya Jacobs. Uh, is starting a new job after being down from COVID for seven months and asking for prayer. Father God, we thank you first for providing seed for LaTanya Jacobs. We pray for Latanya's protection, and we pray that she is strengthened and encouraged this day going back to work. We pray that she will work in excellence as unto the Lord. She will serve and grow to new levels in our life that will take her far beyond anything she can expect or anticipate. We pray the favor of God surround her like a shield. We pray for the grace to be upon her in this new workspace. We pray that she will be an overachiever in this new workspace. We pray continual perpetual blessing over Latanya's life in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over Latanya's life in Jesus' name. We pray Joshua 1 and 8 over Latanya that she will begin to meditate on the word day and night. We pray Psalms 1, 1 through 3 to meditate day and night that she will prosper. We pray the Holy Spirit to hover over and through these families' lives in the name of Jesus. We just bless you, Father. We pray for Paul Walker, Darlene Sansbury's family, Latanya Jacobs' life in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that these families will live out the word, will live a word-centered life as such as their lives will be balanced in the spirit, in their finances, in their health. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 
<clears throat> Mark eleven twenty three. we stand on this word saying that we have great faith and have no doubt that these requests are done. So we boldly, <clears throat> excuse me, so we boldly speak that and believe, therefore, we receive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bishop, let us come back to you for your further thoughts for the day. Mm, my goodness. Are you all being blessed this morning? Yes. I'm telling you, it's a good time, you know? Amen. Like uh, Amen. Charles Dickens said, it, it is the worst of times and the best of times at the same time. You know, I look at life this way, that the glass can be either half empty or half full. I always look at it half full because I understand the power of God, and with the power of God, you can get any situation and circumstance to change. You are blessed, and no situation or circumstance can change that. Understand that. Things come up against your life, let me tell you something. It's going to change. It's going to change. You can't forget, David said, that the person that spends time in the Word this is how the word begins to benefit their lives. Don't you ever forget that. The word is a benefit to you. It's beneficial. He said he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Your life is supposed to be fruitful. Water is symbolic to the word of God. We have to understand that. What water is to the plant the word of God is to the life of the believer. So when your life is planted in the word, the word is going to provide you with the nourishment, the necessary resources that you need for growth. For growth. And be honest with yourself. If you're not growing as a Christian, there is something out of alignment in your life. So be honest with yourself. Somewhere your life is off center. And so you have to be determined starting today that you are going to live in the center of God's will for your life. And you're going to be totally immersed in the word, like that tree that is planted by the water. It's going to provide for you the necessary resources that you need to bring forth the fruit that you're supposed to produce when it becomes your season. And I'm telling you right now, it's your season. It's your season. So expect for your life to start blooming, budding. Expect for your life to start prospering. I call you blessed in Jesus' name. I call you blessed. And don't you forget it. Protect the blessing, protect the anointing, and protect the gifting that is upon your life. And whatever you do, pursue your why. I'm done this morning. Love you all. Man, y'all, I, I, I pastor the best church in the whole world. Yo, you all are wonderful. Pastor Adrian, I love you all so much. Yeah, I, I, this morning. <laughs> we love you, too. I want you to know that you are very well loved and appreciated for all that you and Pastor Adrian do for New Destiny Church. And we pray that this day and the days forthcoming that you will find 
all that you need in him to meet every requirement and every assignment given to you. Amen. And I receive <laughs> it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take it and wear it and wear it well. Amen. Hallelujah. It is hard, you know. Our time is up, and we've had such a great time this morning on this call. God is so good to us. He is so good. He's so faithful. He's so true. And, you know, live in the Word. Live in the Word of God. Learn it. Uh, Learn because it will show you the better life. It will show you the happier life, the life that is filled with joy and peace. Amen. And as we um, come to a close now, I'm going to end in a word of prayer. I just want to say something quickly to every one of you on the line, that when uh, Sister Kathy unmutes our phones, you will be heard. So if you're not praying, maybe you're having a conversation or you're moving around or shuffling papers, anything like that, it can be heard. So mute your own phone. That way you will not be heard, and only those that are praying will be heard. So when Kathy unmutes the line, please mute your own phone if you're not joining in with the prayer. Thank you for letting me address that to you this morning. Father, as we have been learning how to develop a word-centered life. I pray your people have taken hold of that, which is necessary to bring about change in their lives. Place within us, Father, a hunger, a hunger for your word. As Jeremiah 15 and verse 16 says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. May we become full on the word of God today. Amen. Fill us up till we overflow with the fragrance of Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you, dear ones, each and every one of you. As you go about your day, know that the Father has his hand upon you and that he will lead you and he will keep you. He will grant to you those things necessary to make your life full of joy and peace. Sister Kathy, open up the line this morning.